welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich. And I'm Emma May. And we're here to answer that question that's been asked so many times. Is Lost a good TV show? We don't know yet, but we will eventually. Today, Season 1, Episode 5, White Rabbit. This is a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. I love this episode. Mm-hmm. And this episode is... Um, It's a big milestone for us, wouldn't you say? I would. I mean, we're really getting to the meat and potatoes of the daddy issues in Lost, I'd say. You know, starting this episode, it feels good. We're fine. We're here. Up until now, we've had nobody mention any daddy issues. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you could could maybe guess at some people, but now we're seeing it in real time. It's great. Um, Before we get started, we do, of course, have to talk... About our own fathers, um, luckily, uh, Jack Shepard, as played by Matthew Fox, will be covering most of the daddy issues portion of the podcast. So, Emma, uh, when was the last time you talked to your dad? Uh, two days ago. Nice. What did you guys talk about? We were texting. He sent me some pictures from my childhood, and it was actually really cute. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Good pictures? or They were really cute. They were really cute pictures. Yeah. Um, when is the last time you talked to your dad? That would be, uh, last Wednesday. We watched the television program Bosch together. Nice. Yeah. A, a, a TV show that I don't have to do a podcast about because I know it's great. It's maybe the greatest show that there's ever been on television. It's up there. <laughs> yeah, it's up there for sure. All right, well, now that we got that out of the way, we can dive right in to White Rabbit. It's directed by Kevin Hooks. I did not check to see what else he directed, so maybe more or maybe not. But uh, first two episodes were directed by J.J. Abrams. Second two were directed by Jack Bender. So now we're letting someone else play with it. And it's a little bit... I don't know. This this episode, what would you say overall impression-wise? I like that it doesn't have like a big twist like the last mm-hmm. one did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I my like in my notes... I just have Terry O'Quinn's name written several times. I think that he, like, really shines in this episode. Like, is kind of like the father figure of the island, kind of. Um, Yes, he's the island daddy. He's the island daddy. And Matthew Fox, he does a really good job, too. But I just thought that the storytelling of this episode adds so much more context to Jack. I was really, yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, the the interesting thing, too, is the writers obviously know a little bit ahead of time, and they set stuff up, but the actors don't know. So, like, Jack has, or Matthew Fox, I should say, has no idea about anything to do with Jack's backstory up until he gets the script for this episode. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to see like what the difference is going to be between his performances up till now and then his performances after this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing with Terry O'Quinn. It's just that Terry O'Quinn didn't have any any real like meat in his scenes mm-hmm. up until his episode. So there wasn't really much to him beforehand. But yeah, so this came out October 20th, 2004. Uh, we open on a bloodied eye opening. It's a flashback, an opening flashback. Bullies are beating up some kid, and this guy tells the kid that's laying on the ground, you you, uh, you better stay down. But the kid gets up anyways, 
And then he says, oh, you should have stayed down. Jack punches him in the eye. It, they cast a, a different actor to play uh, t- to play Jack for this. I do think that if this had been in the later seasons of the show, they would have just had Matthew Fox in a wig. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a big lollipop or something like that. But yeah, so present day on the island, Jack is just staring out on the beach. Charlie comes running for him. There's a woman who's drowning. Jack takes off his shirt, runs out into the the ocean. This scene is great. Jack, you know, dives out into the water, uh, goes to rescue the person who's drowning, uh, goes underneath the water, comes up, and it's Boone. He fucks up yet again. Yeah. Boone, <laughs> Boone is... Uh, Mr. Lifeguard himself is actually not a very good swimmer, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he... He gets out of the water and then just kind of says, did you get her? And then Jack realizes, oh, no, there's still somebody drowning. Boone came out to save her. He sees her, you know, calling for help, waving her arms, but he has to take Boone back to shore. Now, that part is horrifying. Being like, oh, yeah, basically just hearing the last things that she says. Oh, it's scary. Yeah. There's a couple things that I think about this, which is one, why couldn't he just let Boone float there um, and go get her? Yeah. But maybe not. I don't know. I don't, I've never really swam in the ocean too much, so maybe you can't really do that. It's a, I mean, yeah, swimming in the ocean is not like swimming in a pool or like a lake. It's, you know. Yes. So that's my thing here too is like, why is she swimming? What are you, what are you getting out of that? Like, is this exercise? Is this just, I mean, I guess maybe day, you know, six on the island, you need something to do. Go find water. Yeah, go find some water. <laughs> Seems like that's going to be a big issue soon. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jack brings Boone back instead. Everybody else, I guess, was just standing there watching. Because um, Jack is the only person that can go get the drowning woman, I guess. There's over 40 people on that island. Like, why is he the only person swimming out? That did not occur to me until just now. Yeah, well, cause, and especially because everyone, there's like this action shot where everybody runs to help Jack get Boone mm-hmm. uh, and, and like pull him up. But it's like, you guys have all just been standing there like anybody else. Saeed, rip off your, your tank top and mm-hmm. get out there, dude. Charlie at least said he doesn't swim. So I guess we know Charlie doesn't swim, but uh, anybody else could have. Mm-hmm. But well, we, uh, Kate and Jack are talking she tells jack that the woman's name was joanna jack is feeling guilty about not having talked to her although i mean i don't think he's really feeling guilty about that i think he just wants to find a reason to punish himself Mm -hmm. and we see uh the same vision that he's been getting a man in a suit standing out in the waves Uh, i love this shot i think this is so cool yeah Uh, with him just kind of like standing half in the surf he asks kate if Kate saw the guy. Kate says, are you getting enough sleep? Um, uh, and then he looks back and the guy's gone again. Uh, Walt is uh, doing the toothpaste trick that he learned from Sun. With uh, the aloe? Using some ocean water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right? Is that aloe? I thought it I was. Remember. I remember. He, they called it something, but I Maybe can't remember what not. it was. I don't... Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it might be. I'm just thinking... That seems like that'd be real gross, putting aloe on your teeth. Um, yeah. But what else are you doing on the island, I guess? Mm-hmm. Uh, although, 
I, I will say they're on like what day five. They've got like a hundred suitcases. They should have toothpaste. toothpaste at this point. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have to resort to this quite yet. I don't think it's good to know for the future. I guess Michael tells Walt, "Hey, don't swallow the ocean water. It'll make you thirsty." And Walt says, "Oh, why?" And then Michael immediately just gets frustrated and says, "Just because I told you." How hard is it to tell your son there's salt in the water? It'll make you right. thirsty. I did. I did not I, get this interaction <laughs> at all. Yeah. It's very weird because, like, Walt is 10. So, like, you know, 10-year-olds can ask a lot of annoying questions, but it's not like he's, like, six or something like that. Like, most likely that would have just been the end of it. Oh, salt in the water makes you thirsty. Oh, okay. But Michael's getting used to this whole being a parent thing, as we've uh, been reminded every episode so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, Son is just kind of staring at them off in the distance. Uh, Jin comes up and looks at her, tells her she needs some water. Um, and then Sun says, you know, when are people going to tell us what to do? Like, I don't think anyone's coming. Sun wants to make more of an effort to communicate with everybody, but Jin disagrees and says, I will tell you what to do. Uh, distressing. Mm-hmm. Do not like. Uh, and this is kind of fun because we go from Michael and Walt to Sun and Jin and then straight over to... Uh, Sawyer, Shannon, this is all happening like on the beach at the same time. I do kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shannon is talking to Sawyer, asking if he's got it. Feels like a weird like drug deal type situation. Uh, <laughs> they have a really weird interaction where he says, oh, you're my light sticks, and she starts going off. What the hell are light sticks? No, you're in my light, comma, sticks. Uh, Sawyer's reading Watership Down, by the way. Uh, oh, I did not catch that. Have you that. ever read that? Mm-mm. I don't know what it's about. I know it's about bunnies. Um, it's about bunnies? Yes. I always thought it was about like a, there's like a Titanic type story about a cruise ship sinking or mm-hmm. some kind of ship, but that's incorrect. I think from uh, what I looked at on Wikipedia, it's about rabbits like finding a new home. Huh. Uh, Shannon's looking for sand flea spray. Which, by the way, I have had sand flea bites before and they are oh no joke i would have shelled out the five thousand <laughs> i mean yeah at this uh, who cares right yeah you uh, might as well mm-hmm. but yeah he says her money's no good implies that uh he would accept sex and then when she starts being indignant says uh that'll be 5k he says And this line is weird, too. He goes, I'll take an IOU. Something tells me you're good for it. Do you understand that? Just that she's, like, a rich bitch? I don't know. That was my interpretation, but... She acts really offended, so I I thought maybe it was him saying, like... Oh, I'm... Like, is it him implying that she's, like, good in bed? That's what I was... Oh, but maybe. I don't know. I don't understand that interaction. (laughs) Sawyer's going to have some more lines in this that I also don't get. I'm not on Sawyer's wavelength for this episode. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I've been 100% with him as he's been uh, throwing up nonstop uh, racist comments up Mm -hmm. until this point. But this time, I just can't get on board. Yeah, got to draw a line somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then now we get a scene that I have been so excited to talk with you about. Claire is looking for a hairbrush. Uh, she's gone through 20 suitcases, and wouldn't you know it, she just can't find one. 
uh, Kate is clo- is sorting out the practical clothes from the impractical clothes. Well, I was going to ask you, Nolan. Um, okay. She mentions, like, oh, everybody packs a hairbrush. Like, yeah. do you pack a hairbrush? I do not. When I travel, I do not. Yeah, probably not. I, But I might take, like, a comb or something like that. I typically don't have that much hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I usually don't have any hair that's, like, long enough to need to brush. Right. I But I'd imagine that you'd find it, right? Like, you'd probably find... Somebody's got to be taking a hairbrush. Same with, like, sunscreen. And, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, like, toothpaste, like we were talking about. Like, they probably got a ton of shampoo and soap and that kind of stuff uh, for whatever that's worth. And deodorant and all that. Mm-hmm. I, let me see. Day six on the island. It doesn't seem like you're getting rescued. You still putting on deodorant? Oof. I think I would for as long as I could, because they look mm. real sweaty in a lot of those scenes. <laughs> they do look very sweaty. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I would want some antiperspirant, for sure. I wouldn't be. I'd, I'd, I'd Yeah, you'd be embracing it. Just Yeah, you got to live in the wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wouldn't, true. I, I wouldn't be eating any, wouldn't be drinking out of bottles. I'd find my own water. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. I would, uh, of course, as we established, I'd be a, a corpse in the wreckage, but... Claire grabs a little bucket hat, very cute, uh, and she asks Kate if she's a Gemini. Kate says yes. You can't see it, but I'm shaking my head no. I, I okay, thank you. Yeah. So what do we? Kate to me is the epitome of a Sagittarius. Yes, hundred we'll, percent. We'll go over this boat. as the show goes on. Mm-hmm. Now I have a couple questions for you. Uh, do you think Kate was lying when she said yes because she already has kind of been established as someone who will say whatever? She's kind of like, I, I get the impression that she really wants to make connections with people. And I do feel like she would be one of those people who'd just be like, yeah. I mean, there's no, no Facebook on the island, so right. no way to check on her birthday. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, her date of birth is on the mugshot that uh, Jack leaves lying on his mm-hmm. dresser. Yeah, I and I love the Kate and Claire combo, by the way. We don't get... A whole lot of it. They have good chemistry. I wish that the show did more with them hanging out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a fun scene. Claire, uh, Claire says, Everyone thinks astrology is just a load of crap, but that's because they don't get it. And that was a perfect imitation on my part. Mm-hmm. That was uh, flawless. Yeah. Uh, okay. So here's another question I have here. Claire offers to do Kate's chart on the island. That is a remarkable talent if she can do it right yeah that's insane i don't even know i claire would be she would have like a map of the stars in her head if she could do kate's chart because kate would presumably just provide her birthday right location if she can do somebody's chart just on an island she better bring up astrology more than once this better be a recurring theme for her character because obviously You know, that takes a lot of work, a lot of knowledge. I've got some bad news about the remaining 243 episodes of this show. It never comes up uh, again, does it? It's not coming up again, no. (laughs) I know. Well, I think we've established that we think Kate is not a Gemini and is a Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. Might be fun to throw out who we think other people are in other episodes. Yes. Absolutely. Hurley goes to talk to Jack and Amita's like, whoa, dude, are you okay? Jack, he doesn't look that bad. Um, 
He's looking he's good pale. this episode. Yeah, he, yeah, he looks pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Hurley apparently thinks he looks awful, says he's looking tired, uh, but uh, they've got an issue. They're running out of water. Um, there's only, you know, 18 bottles left, and that's just not enough for 47 people. And uh, Jack corrects him and Charlie, saying, actually, it's 46 now. Uh, Joanna kicks the bucket. Um, they ask Jack what to do, and he says, I, I don't know. I, this is, I'm not deciding this. Hurley has two ideas. Uh, which are that they should make a dowsing rod, and I guess to have Vincent sniff out some water, because uh, dogs can, of course, find pot and bombs. Yeah, um, both bad ideas. Yeah, Hurley, you've been doing great up until now, buddy. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I'm Jack, I'm not bringing any more island problems to you. I think you've uh, you've reached your limit yeah. on what you can uh, accomplish for everyone. But yeah, Jack yells at them, says, I'm not deciding anything. And then we get a really fun transition. I really love it's the ice cubes clinking in the glass as he starts walking away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that goes to a flashback and we get a cut or a shot of uh, his father uh, just out of, you know, being hidden by the chair that he's in. And all you can see is his hands swirling around his, his uh, ice cubes and whiskey or whatever it is that he's drinking. So this flashback scene is Jack after the fight going to talk to his dad one of those uh, your father will talk to you when he gets home type deals Mm -hmm. did you ever get in any fights when you were a kid i did i was i was about to say i have to assume yes yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay yeah but my parents parents... get mad at you about it no they never knew about it because i never had any like bruises on my face or anything sorry jack but okay you guys fought only with uh, you know, hitting bruises on places to be covered up by clothes. Yeah, yes. That's fight club rules. <laughs> fight club rules in middle school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever get into fights yeah. when you were a kid? I bet you didn't. No, I'm a yeah. giant baby. I mm-hmm. would never get in a fight. I'm a I'm a peacekeeper. Mm-hmm. My my uh, my brother used to fight with me all the time, and I would just end up letting him hit me. Oh, <laughs> I think no. about it. I think about it now, and I'm just like, oh. There would have been no consequences if I had just slapped him. But mm-hmm. What can you do? Um, I just, I can't imagine getting mad. I Like, this scene does not make sense to me. Like, he was yeah. stepping in for a friend. Like, mm-hmm. why? I, if, I mean, I don't have kids, but, yeah. like, if I heard that story, I'd be like, good for you for like sticking up to your friend and sticking up to a bully like it's not like anybody got seriously hurt like he he does look really hurt but i like you should stick up to bullies and you should stick up for your friends like i just this whole interaction doesn't make sense to me but i don't know yeah no i agree i mean it's so his dad um is mad at him i don't think he's mad about it about him getting in a fight though and i will say the first time i watched this i remember not understanding this at all and i think only having watched this a few times at this point i think he's mad at him um not for getting in a fight but because jack is uh thinking of himself as somebody who needs to stick up for Mm -hmm. other people and like step up and Christian tells him, "Yeah, you don't you don't have what it takes to do that," which is an insane thing to tell tell a ten year old or whatever Jack is. Yeah, truly, like 
awful, awful parenting. Yeah, um, really but, gross. So Jack's dad, as I just said, is named uh, Christian Shepherd. Now, Emma, no time has passed for us. I did insert 30 seconds of silence into the podcast uh, right there so that listeners could roll their eyes and let out a huge, oh, brother. <laughs> um, you already have the, the leader of the island named Jack Shepherd. You probably don't have to name his dad Christian Shepherd, mm-hmm. but whatever. Um, yeah. On the... It's on the nose. Played by John Terry, uh, who's great. I think, I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week with uh, Randy being just such a one-note caricature of a condescending boss. But a lot of the flashback characters are pretty one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. I think Jack's dad is a great example of one that is not. And, you know, as we'll see... In the uh, the rest of this episode, there will be reasons for us to go back to other flashbacks with him in it. Um, but yeah, so he gives a little speech, says that, uh, you know, tells Jack, Hey, I operated on a kid today, not much older than you. And how can I do that? How can I make life or death decisions? Uh, well, it's because I know I can wash my hands, come home to dinner, watch Carol Burnett, and laugh till my sides hurt. Uh, even though I lost the kid on the operating table. Now, let me ask you... If the doctor that did your child surgery, uh, where your child died, if you found out that that doctor went home and laughed until his sides hurt at uh, Carol Burnett, that that would be insane, right? Like that's the actions yeah. of an insane person. I'd uh, throw uh, hands. Carol Burnett is yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the thing, like that's, I mean, it's so obvious, right? Like in the show, but. Like, yeah, you can do that because you're a drunk, because you yeah. get wasted when you come home. Like, yes, I mean, there's there's nothing, like, special about that. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't like him. <laughs> I, I really do not <laughs> like him. And maybe it's more complex than that, but, like, I just think he is so awful. Yeah, I mean, he's an awful dad. Yeah. Uh, at least in this scene. Yeah, so we get back to the island. Uh, Boone is asking Jack, uh, why didn't you leave me out there in the water? In my opinion, valid question. Uh, Boone has done nothing but screw up uh, the entire time. Mm -hmm. I guess it would be pretty hard to be like, yeah, I had Boone in my arms, but I did just let him go. But Right, yeah. If Boone just hadn't gone out, Jack probably would have saved Joanna. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Jack says... I'm not doing this right now because he's staring off into the distance, uh, I guess. Uh, Boone says, you should have saved her, but I didn't save her. And neither did you. Um, (laughs) Valid. Boone says he runs a business. Which, okay, Uh, this... What do you think that business is? Oh, my, I don't know. Why wouldn't you say Uh I was a lifeguard? Like, why, like, what does owning a business have to do it's so funny with any of this like you were a lifeguard you established that on the first episode like why wouldn't you bring up that i don't know boone is just ridiculous what do you think the business was oh i don't know i like to think i mean maybe maybe it's a place that sells uh makeup specifically for people with the rosiest cheeks that Mm -hmm. you ever did see Mm -hmm. um yeah it's uh that, that is just such a funny thing to just, like, yell in an argument. Yeah. Goes, I own a business. I, I drive a pickup truck. <laughs> While they're arguing, Jack sees 
uh, the man in the suit again, and he just runs off in the middle of the argument. Finally catches up to him after going through the, the jungle a little bit, and it's his dad. We get another flashback. Uh, Jack's mom is telling him that his father is gone, and uh, she wants Jack to go bring him back. Uh, Jack says, why can't you get one of his friends to do it? Uh, he doesn't have friends anymore, apparently. And Jack's mom is awful as well. Yeah. She she tells him, your father was right, you don't understand the pressures. But, like, he is a spinal surgeon. So he obviously understands right. pressure. Jack says he can't, and she says, you don't get to say I can't, not after what you did. So there's obviously something that he did to his father. Mm-hmm. We have, we don't know what it is, not really any hints in this episode. If I had to look up that actress, because mm-hmm. to me, they looked so similar in age. Um, sure. But she, Matthew Fox is now 55. Um, the mm-hmm. actress who played his mother, Margot Shepard, is now mm-hmm. 78. Um, so oh. accurately cast. Um, she's just, she looks really young. Um uh, she was in a lot of TV shows. She was in Dallas. Um, oh, really? And uh, Starsky and Hutch, is that it? Starsky yeah. and Hutch, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So she was in a lot of television shows uh, and had a pretty long list on the filmography. But, yeah, hor- horrible woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, bad, bad mom. Bad and obviously mom. we really... As the all the best podcasts have daddy issues podcasts, we're not. Yeah, we're not diving into this one, but it is worth noting. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she asked Jack to go get his dad, uh, who is in Australia. So that's how Jack goes to Australia. Claire uh, collapses due to dehydration, and Michael and Kate, I think, carry her to to the like Dr. Tent, even though Jack isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, did you notice the quick little shot where it's like, where Michael starts like taking off her shoes when they set her down? Oh no, I did not notice that. They're like, it's like everyone's doing the like crisis, you know, doctor thing where they're like setting her down and like trying to get her to wake up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like Michael like starts taking off her shoes. Very weird. Uh, so I looked it up behind the scenes. Apparently... Uh, that one shot was actually written by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> kind of crazy. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, he came in to do just that one. And apparently there was some other stuff that he had written that ended up getting cut. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows what that would have even been. But <laughs> uh, Kate does get Claire to wake up, and then Charlie goes to get her some of the water that's left, but it's gone. Charlie immediately says, somebody stole it, even though... I will say my first instinct would be like, oh, uh, we moved all the water over here. Somebody must have grabbed it because they wanted some water. Yeah, that I would not have jumped to that conclusion, but I guess if it moves the story along. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Charlie's just a suspicious guy. Yeah. So Saeed and Kate go to explain the situation to Locke, who's wearing a crisp, out-of-the-bag, brand-new white T-shirt. Um how many white t-shirts does this man have on the island? Because I feel like he is in a white t-shirt quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, by the end of the season, they will presumably all be, like, like 
brown bloodstained t-shirts mm-hmm. from whatever he's hunted and carried on his back back to the the camp. <laughs> Locke says he's going to go find Jack. He does. He keeps calling him the Doctor, which I think is weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he says that the rest of the people need uh, Kate and Saeed, seeing as how Jack's not there. So I guess they're like uh, vice leaders of the camp. I don't know. I still don't 100% get why Jack is, like, the leader. I get why he feels like he has to be. And especially this episode, I think, explains it more of him trying to really prove himself. But I don't get why everyone else is treating him like it. Maybe it's just the idea of him being a doctor. Yeah, I think so. I think that because he is a doctor and, like, arguably the most valuable person on the island... That's probably why he gets put in that seat. Well, I... And I hate to have a disagreement with you on air like this. Uh, Charlie actually... I don't know if you heard this. He was in the band called Drive Shaft. Oh, that's right. Uh, he played bass, uh, backup vocals on a few songs. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, that's true. Yeah, pretty valuable as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get another flashback. Jack is in Christian's hotel room in Sydney. And the hotel manager says that there was an altercation um, and he was belligerent, had to be escorted back up to his room. Jack is wondering if he rented a car to go somewhere and uh, the guy says, look, I don't think anyone's going to rent a car to your father in his condition. Which, if that, Uh, if an Australian is telling you, like, hey, (laughs) (laughs) your dad is a drunk, that's bad. Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) It doesn't get much worse than that. Yeah. Hey, so your dad was really uh, drunk last night and really racist to Aboriginal people. Like, uh, more than anyone I've ever seen. Yeah, that's when you start taking stock of yeah. uh, whether or not you want to bring this guy back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he has this argument with the guy where he's like, you know, the guy says, I wouldn't, nobody would rent a car to him. And then Jack just shouts him and says, My father is the chief of surgery. He doesn't, like, say at what hospital. Or something like that. Like, it'd be one thing yeah. if he's like, my father is chief of surgery at Cedar sinai but he just says chief of surgery. It's like, okay, well, there's a lot of chiefs of surgery out there, buddy. Like, mm-hmm. it's, not like, it's not like you're saying he's the, uh, the president or something like that. Right. The bellhop or the hotel worker handles that really well. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. props to him. Yeah. He's MVP of this episode, really, yeah. if you think about it. <laughs> Truly. Really keeps things moving. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And uh, Jack realizes that uh, his dad left his wallet in the room. Mm. Says who would leave a wallet. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, not good. He sees, in you know, going through the jungle again, he sees Christian, uh, runs after him, uh, tumbles down a hill, and falls off of a cliff, hanging onto a vine at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have to ask you, Emma, have you ever seen the movie Hot Rod? Uh, with Andy Samberg? Yes. Yeah, I've seen it. Do you remember the scene in that where he falls down the hill? No, I don't. Oh, there's a scene. It's basically like a two minute long scene of him like falling down a hill and crashing into trees and rocks on the way down. Mm-hmm. It's it's I I don't know why it's so funny, but it is extremely funny. And that's what the scene reminded me of was because uh, it, it just goes on for so long. Yeah, it but, does. Yeah. A um, little bit of behind the scenes. So a stunt person did the... Uh, falling down a hill part, but uh, Matthew Fox wanted to do the holding on at the edge of the cliff part. 
so that they could get shots of his face. And it's supposed to be a much bigger cliff than it looks like, I think, because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the cliff is supposed to be like a couple hundred feet up. It looks like if Jack fell, he might die or he might be pretty hurt. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't be good either way, but uh, it doesn't matter because John Locke tracked him down and finds him. Mm-hmm. He holds out his hand and Jack kind of like hesitates, I guess, because he's like wondering to himself, is is this real? Is this my dad? Uh, that's what yeah, I thought. I was like, is this... <laughs> that's what he's thinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, John is, of course, holding a, a glass of whiskey, uh, <laughs> swirling it around in his hand, so it's understandable. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they get up on the... back onto the cliff, uh, lying there. Uh, Locke asks Jack if he's okay, and Jack just starts laughing like a crazy person. Which, in this scene, too... Uh, Terry O'Quinn is giving, like, Island Daddy vibes. Like, this whole episode. Sure. Island Daddy. Yeah. Yeah, Island Daddy, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I, it, that's what's so cool about his character. I think that's what drew me, because he was my favorite character uh, starting out. Just it, It's such a cool idea to have him be this, like, super mild-mannered, like, you know, office drone-type guy who's, you know, confined to his wheelchair and just hasn't amounted to anything. And now he's on this island, and he's, like, this, like, weird, like, shaman. Almost. Mm-hmm. Like, he just understands what's going on. Yeah. Um, it's great. Uh, Charlie uh, goes to give Claire whatever water he could find. Um, and then I guess he thinks Locke is going to look for water. Um, although, I think Locke explicitly said he was going to go look for Jack. Makes a joke about how Locke has 400 knives to Claire... Um, Charlie's jokes are pretty terrible, but unfortunately for me, that is extremely relatable. I do think that I would be the Charlie of the island if I survived the crash. Claire thanks Charlie for not being scared of her, I guess. Everybody else is scared of her. Feels like her and Kate had a pretty nice scene early on, but... Yeah. Uh, whatever. Um, and Charlie says that she doesn't scare him. Uh, I thought this interaction was actually pretty cute. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I I feel a lot for Claire. I I think that she must be pretty lonely, and that's that's scary. And she's handling it so well. Yeah, well, I mean, she kind of correctly says like, yeah, everybody uh, is expect. I mean, I, I'm basically just a time bomb of responsibility, mm-hmm. which is a great way to phrase it. Of just like, yeah, everybody's expecting this to be a giant pain, especially now that it doesn't look like rescue's coming. Mm-hmm. Hurley comes over to Said and Kate. Uh, he says, the Chinese people have water. They are Korean. Seems like it wouldn't be that difficult to know that at this point. Mm-hmm. He's spoken to at least Jin so far. And uh, Said and Kate go to question Sun and Jin about it. Said does the thing that Michael did earlier where he just keeps kind of like repeating himself very loud mm-hmm. to make Sun understand him. Uh, doesn't seem like she does. Uh, but they they are able to find out that Sun got the water from Sawyer. Uh, Kate starts to go after him, but Said stops her. Says a rat will always lead you to his hole, so they're gonna follow Sawyer and get to his stash of stuff. I like Said and Kate working together too. I think they're a fun team. I think so too. I really like them together. They follow Sawyer. Kate tackles him, and this is the other line that I don't understand. Sawyer says, well, I made this birthday wish four years ago. What What does that mean? 
I don't know. I was like hoping you from... had like additional context. Like, is no, there like <laughs> like a deleted scene? Yeah, is there a deleted about scene his, about his thirty-first birthday? Does this yeah. come up later? I it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, because for that for his wish, I mean his if his wish is he he just met Kate a few days ago, so I guess his wish was for a woman to tackle him, and he <laughs> made that so. four years ago, mm-hmm. or. It's just for him, or, or he just thinks he's about to have sex with Kate and his his wish was to get laid, which means that he hasn't had sex in four years, or maybe ever. Maybe he just made that wish four years ago. Maybe. But we don't. Sawyer may be a virgin, I guess. Is what yeah, um, probably. Either way, <laughs> waste of a birthday wish, Sawyer, because uh, nothing, nothing comes of it. He does turn the tables and gets on top of Kate, holding her hands above her head. Distressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saeed tackles him, uh, but uh, the water isn't in his stuff. Uh, Just booze and, and what yeah. else was in there? They, they had yeah. the little flight. Booze, cigarettes. Yeah, cigarettes. Porno mags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Sawyer traded his last bottle of water to gin for a fish that he caught uh and says water has no value freckles it's gonna rain sooner or later in hell i'm an optimist he has kind of a point yeah yeah it is gonna rain like it's it'd be one thing i mean it's rained like four times right since since they uh since they crashed as they're walking away sawyer tosses kate the marshal badge and says hey you're the new sheriff in town so why don't you hold on to this and that is a fair point. They could have just asked him. He probably would have given him the runaround, I guess, but probably should He would have been an asshole about it, but he would have, yes. like, shared that he didn't steal it. You know, like, well, that, that's yeah. what I think. It's, I don't think he, he doesn't want to be the most hated person on the island, I don't think. No. But, it, I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, that is the thing that I do love about Sawyer is... He's treated like he's like this, like very, like you have to make a deal with the devil to get what you want from Sawyer. But mm-hmm. also, he basically always gives people what they want. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times at no real cost. Like he you just told him. but have to put up with him being kind of a dick. Like yeah, that's you just it. Gotta, you just gotta let him hit on you for a little bit, and then you can get your uh, your sand flea spray. Mm-hmm. I gotta say. I do think Shannon made a mistake there. She should have taken that. No, she should have. If there are sand fleas on that beach, um, yeah, they should all getting bug spray from Sawyer. It's well, no joke. It's it, they're terrible. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, I've I've never experienced that. Seems bad. I will say. I mean, we haven't, and we said no spoilers on this podcast, so I, I apologize for this. Shannon's backstory is a lot like Locke's, except instead of being in front of a wheelchair, she did have sand fleas mm-hmm. when she was <laughs> off the island. And then she woke up on the beach and discovered that she didn't have them anymore. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, you can understand why she's freaking out about this. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. We cut back to uh, Jack and Locke. And Locke is kind of gathering whatever little water he can from a, a leaf. Jack says, how are the others? Uh... He's been gone maybe four hours. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they're doing all right without you, Jack. You, they'll be okay. Uh, Locke says that they're scared, hungry, thirsty. They're looking for someone uh, to lead them. 
And Jack says he can't. He's not a leader. And yet they all treat you like one. Uh, which is, I guess, a fair point. Uh, Jack says he doesn't have what it takes. Just um, he's clearly internalized what his dad told him. Mm-hmm. Locke asks, why are you running out here? And he tells Locke he's going crazy. Uh, Locke says crazy people don't know they're going crazy. They think they're getting saner. Um, not true, I don't think. Jack uh, says he's chasing someone who can't be there. A white rabbit from Alice in Wonderland, John explains to us. Uh, Locke says, well, if someone was you know, doing what you're doing, what would you tell them? And uh, Jack says pretty uh, appropriately, well, they're probably hallucinating uh, after the stress and not sleeping and not drinking. Um, and, John, you know, Locke says, well, what if you're not? I'm a meat and potatoes guy. I don't believe in magic, but there is something special about the island. They all don't want to talk about it, but everybody here knows it. Uh, what if everything that happened here happened for a reason? I mean, this is just great. Locke is... He knows something. Uh, we, we know that he saw whatever that monster was, or at least we think he did. He kind of reveals um, it to Jack. He says, mm-hmm, I yeah. looked in the eye of the island. Yeah. And... and Jack just, he doesn't press them about it. I would be like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> oh, did you see my dead dad? Yeah. When he looked at the eye, exactly. was he there by any chance? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Locke uh, leaves, says he's going to go look for water, uh, but he tells Jack, you've got to finish what you started. So he kind of he kind of says, like, hey, this is your your trial. you got to get through it. Mm-hmm. Later that night, Jack is uh, staring at a fire. We get another one of those transitions, like with the ice cubes, where you hear the footsteps uh, going down the hallway before we before we cut to the flashback. The coroner says that the police found him in an alleyway. Uh, he had an absurd blood alcohol content level, um, so he probably had a heart attack because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unzips the body bag. It is Jack's dad, mm-hmm. so he confirms that. The coroner, for one, he gets to say myocardial infarction in an Australian accent. Probably the best phrase you could say in that accent. Mm -hmm. Uh, So props to him. He was actually in, uh, I think, the pilot, or maybe pilot part two, as a survivor of the crash. Oh, not really a spoiler to say this doesn't ever get brought up. I think it's mostly just that he's a Hawaiian actor, so he's who they had on hand. So oh, he sure. was kind of an extra. But he, uh, yeah, maybe he, <laughs> possible that he uh, took a flight on the same flight as Jack and then uh, they all crashed. But back to Jack at the fire, uh, he hears ice clink behind him and some rustling. He grabs a perfectly lit torch and runs off to follow it. Uh, and finds a cave with a waterfall in it. Ta-da! Problems <laughs> I mean, solved. Yeah, that's perfect. It looks mm-hmm. great too. That's a great. Um, that's a great looking set. The that's where uh, all the Fiji water comes from. Is that one? Is cave? that one cave? Yeah. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Why it's more expensive. Mm-hmm. If you got to crash a plane every time you need to get a bottle yeah. of that stuff, come on. <laughs> There's a doll sitting in the water. Very creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he, there's a crate with uh, more of those dolls in it. There's a bunch of the wreckage from the plane. Uh, and then he sees a coffin. 
And then we get another flashback. It's this time it's uh, Jack at the uh, check-in uh, counter for Oceanic, and the woman is telling him that he can't get his father, uh, father's body on cor on the flight uh, because he doesn't have the proper documentation. Uh, Jack yells at her, and we see a little cut of Jin in line, just kind of give him a stare. Mm -hmm. um, and Jack gives a big old speech about how he's standing in front of her in the same suit he's wearing to his father's funeral, and he just needs it to be over. He needs to bury his father. And she, I guess, decides to help him out. Seems like she's not doing a very good job. Mm -hmm. If she's just like, oh, you mean you really want this to happen? Well, I guess we don't need that documentation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to, you know, there could be anything in that coffin, lady. You don't know. Um, and we don't know either, because back on the island, Jack clears off the coffin, opens it up, but it's empty now. So he's not going to get a chance to bury his father. He grabs a big old pole and just smashes up the coffin. He's mad. Boone, back on the beach, gives Claire some water while she's sleeping. <laughs> I don't like this scene. Yeah, it's bad. It's I, I mean, weird. How would, so, that would be horrendous, right? You would not just swallow it, I don't think. No. Maybe if you're really thirsty, maybe your body would just do it for you. But, like, if somebody just poured some water into my mouth while I was sleeping, I would, like, just choke. Yeah. Also, she's, like, faint. She's not... Yes. You know, there's not, like, other stuff going on. Like, she's faint and needs rest. You could just... Yeah. He could have just, like shook her shoulder a little bit and woken her up. Yeah. Or just put a bottle of water in her arm. Yeah, or next to her. Like, it's not like she's going to die if she doesn't get it. What right, you Boone? yeah. You little creep. But Boone, as we've already established on the show, cannot sneak around in the dark. Um, Charlie catches him. If I had to guess, I'd say it's because he's watching Claire sleep, but that's not explicitly stated. Boone uh, took the water... And he gives this whole thing about how, you know, it was just sitting there out in the open. Someone had to take responsibility for it. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I guess he's saying, like, somebody was going to steal it, so I stole it. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't get what he's doing. I And he has, like, this pattern now. So he did that with the gun. He's done it with the water. I just... Well, he did it with Joanna earlier in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. he tries to he tries to fix things, and he can't do it. And with Rose mm -hmm. on the first episode. Yeah. Where he's about to stab her throat. Oh. Um, yeah. Thank God Jack was uh, around for that one. <laughs> the... Uh, him and Charlie start fighting um, correctly. I, Jack sticks up for Boone. Boone should be exiled. <laughs> He stole all the water. At this point. Keep it around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boone needs to live in a shack. Mm -hmm. Shannon can come out and be mean to him every once in a while. But uh, he can't uh, He can't live with everybody else. Uh, Jack makes a big dramatic entrance. Uh, tells them to stop fighting. He talks about how, hey, this morning Boone risked his life to go save Joanna and now you're crucifying him. But... <laughs> There was a thing that happened in between there, Jack, but sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. He uh, says that we need to figure things out. Uh, every man for himself is not going to work. And he tells him about the cave. Uh, so Jack, I guess, is just deciding now that he's found the cave, like, we need to start, like, living here. Like, that's what he, instead of just waiting for rescue, it's time that we started, like, 
you know, making this livable for us mm-hmm. instead of just sitting on the beach, I guess. And he says, if we can't live together, we're going to die alone. A uh, classic quote of the show. I do like that quote. Yeah, it is good. It mm-hmm. feels like it should be from a speech or something, but I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. Sun uh, thanks Jin for uh, getting her water. Um, and he says, that's what husbands do. Still a little bit ominous, but all right. Sawyer asks Boone how it feels to be the most hated person on the island. He's clearly loving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kate goes to ask Jack where he was, and he just kind of deflects, says, oh, I had some things I had to take care of. And then he tells her that his dad died in Sydney. She says she's sorry, and he says, yes, yeah, so am I. And boom, end of episode. I love that they he's opening up to her. I like that. That That is one of those things, I mean... It's not always going to work out like this, but I think for these first few episodes, when we're seeing the flashback, that's them remembering it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that won't always be the case, but it does... So clearly he's just been thinking about everything that happened with his dad. Mm-hmm. And I think we got a lot more of that, too, with Kate, uh, you know, whenever she'd be staring at the marshal, going back and remembering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to bring up... Um, a painting by Renee Marguerite. Um, okay. She is a Belgium, Belgian surrealist painter, and you've probably seen this piece of work before. It's the man in a suit with the apple in front of his face, the green apple. Oh, sure, yes. And I felt like this symbolism of that painting specifically she has other paintings that are really similar was Uh throughout the episode um and that very famous piece of work is called the son of a man um and if i could just read um what she said about the painting um i think it does kind of pertain to this episode um she said At least it hides the face partly well. So you have the apparent face, the apple, hiding the visible but hidden, the face of the person. It's something that happens constantly. Everything we see hides another thing. We always want to see what is hidden by what we see. There is an interest in that which is hidden and which the visible does not show us. This interest can take the form of a quite intense feeling, a sort of conflict, one might say, between the visible that is hidden and the visible that is present. So I thought that was really interesting and it kind of ties into this episode as he is chasing for his dad um, and just kind of the lore of the show. Yeah, that's great. I, I agree. I mean, I'm, I pulled it up right now. I definitely see like what you're saying in terms of like the, the shot composition of mm-hmm. uh, whenever they would show Jack staring off, staring at, you know, his dad off in the distance especially because they never show his face obviously in the first few episodes it's because or in that last episode it's because he didn't he wasn't cast yet but they still don't really show it up until he reaches him in the jungle in this one too right yeah and then another thing that i wanted to point out too is that charlie we first see his tattoo on his arm while he's yeah caring for claire and um it's a quote from the beatles Living is easy with eyes closed. And sure. So we've already talked about this already on the show, but so many of those shots are the eyes opening. Um, yes. Um, 
And now he actually has that tattoo. Oh, does he really? That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So all the tattoos that you see, I think, for, I mean, not all of them. Maybe there's other ones that aren't. But, like, all of Jack's tattoos, like, he has a big five tattooed on his shoulder, which I think was because he was in Party of Five. But, yeah, Dominic Moynihan has that tattoo, and he has the Lord of the Rings one that all of the Fellowship got, except for, uh, uh, what's his name? Vigo? John Reese Darby. Oh, the... No, Vigo got it. Oh, Vigo did? Literally every... Just Gimli didn't. <laughs> Which is so funny. That's so on point for uh, the character, too. Yeah, I know, right? Isn't that great? <laughs> um, but, like, it is it is really, like, hey, guys, we went through this really crazy experience together. We all wanted to get a tattoo. Um, Ian McKellen is also going to get that tattoo. <laughs> yeah. I'm say at that point, I'm not turning it down. I'm not going to be the guy. You can get it covered you, I get to share but... a tattoo with Ian McKellen? Like, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I thought that that was like added in, but that makes it even cooler that it was his tattoo. I mean, it works like, perfectly. It works perfectly. I, like I agree that with the eyes closed part and the uh, the fact that it's a Beatles quote uh, for Charlie. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. The, uh, the scene in the last episode where him and Hurley are like going for the fish with a spear. Mm-hmm. They covered up his tattoos. Um, Weird. And Why? I think that's the last time they do that. I don't know. I think they. Well, I could see wanting to cover up the Lord of the Rings one, but it's mm-hmm. just Elvish script, so it's not like it says like, you know, like uh, I played Mary in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, who knows? Maybe that's what it says yeah. in Elvish. Well, that's script. true. And I, I am not fluent in Elvish, which you constantly rubbing my face mm-hmm. but yeah that's true it, that's I, I don't know what it says <laughs> um well great yeah so i think overall great great episode we have next week season one episode six house of the rising sun you may be wondering right now did they name it that because it has something to do with uh house of ill repute in new orleans no did they name it that because they have an Asian character named Sun, and that's the only reason they named the episode oh. that? We'll find out. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I I also just want to mention... Um, yes. A little dark, but on this day in history, um, mm-hmm. there was a corporate airlines flight that crashed in Missouri. Um, And I just thought that it was kind of relevant to the show. But it was a big deal. I mean, that kind of stuff doesn't happen very often, so it was definitely in the news. And Yeah, I I was thinking about that. It doesn't really seem... I I haven't remembered hearing about that happening recently at all. I mean, no, I... I think we talked about it, but like the Kobe Bryant, his helicopter mm-hmm. crashing is, that's the last time that I've heard of something like that. Apropos to the show, but yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. Well, uh, please, if you enjoyed this episode, like, share, subscribe, uh, comment. We've been getting uh, so many comments lately, you guys, so and many it's so nice. And it's so, well, can't even I, respond to them all. We can't. And yeah. um, we appreciate it. We love the love. Thank you so much. Yeah. 
you're all sweeties and we really love that big time you. sweeties follow us at all the best pods on twitter and until next time get lost get lost